here we're, we're gonna go this is it bump and grind no i'm thinking of my neck my back that one yeah. <laughs> uh, yes i could be one of the backing singers for that <laughs> Hello and welcome to welcome to episode eight of Peak Performance. Um, today's guest. It turns out quite a lot of the people that I'm going to be have having on the um, show this year. I actually know through the Cabinet Facebook group. And make of that what you will. Um, having on a friend of mine, um, Dan, who. We're going to be talking about some foods, um, Eastern Europe, uh, teaching, a nice variety of, of stuff. Um, should be quite interesting. Welcome to the podcast, Dan. Good afternoon. How are you? I can't complain. Base and grill pilled. You're going to... We talked about based and grill pilled before um the podcast started so you might need to so, give context okay based and grilled pilled is uh the idea for the name of a new vlog um now i was going more something with like close to like grillosophy so the idea is it's an hour or so you grill some meats you have a barbecue and you just talk philosophy or current events with your mates and it's all videoed and you can talk about the food and you can talk about whatever's going on in the world. Mm, it's so bad. The state funeral is going to be so sick. Mm, but how's that lamb coming along? You know, a little bit of variety. So you post a lot. <laughs> interesting intro to the podcast. You post a lot of pictures of food. You you like grilling, don't you? You're a passionate barbecuer. It, the idea is I just want to be left alone with my grill that's it i just want to be i just want to be left and i just want to grill that's it i love i love cooking it's You're not like even a sad dad no i'm not sad i enjoy it this is it's not sad there's nothing sad about it i don't cook because i'm sad i cook because i'm happy cooking makes me happy yeah oh, get, that, get that charcoal up to temp but barbecuing is quite social isn't it it's a very social thing, but it's something I could happily do just by myself. I don't know, there's something, there's just something about it. I guess it's like a primal instinct, maybe in a man, to want to just put meat on fire, you know? Are you on Instagram? I am on Instagram. Uh, what's your Insta? So my uh, my regular Instagram is at Curly Hair Dan, but then my food Instagram is at Dan underscore Bogoshevsky, B-O-G-U, Chef, C-H-E-F, Ski, S-K-I. Ski. Yeah. And so that that's just all my cooking. I'll do like, I'll do like videos and things, reels and pictures and whatnot. Um, I haven't updated it in a while though, because it's just so many people. Whenever I like, I want to cook, everyone else is always wanting to cook and it's just, I need peace and quiet. Um, last time I 
was grilling was my birthday back in June. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's quite a long time ago. Um, and that so that was like a lockdown birthday. Um, and it was good. I was very happy with the food. Like we bought quite a lot of food to compensate for it just being in my back garden. Um, but we were attacked by quite a lot of wasps. I don't really have that issue here. Um, citronella works very well. Um, I know it's <laughs> uh, it's going to be a little bit difficult for a, a white man to walk into B&Q nowadays and get a couple of tiki torches. But genuinely, you can get tiki torches with um, like citronella oil and, those, and you just put them around the garden and those tend to <sighs> push away. Was that a uh, reference to right-wing politics because i feel like no one i vaguely know but no one will get that on the podcast yeah yeah um it, it, a while back there was that whole like a group of like cringe it was quite cringy like a cringy alt-right white nationalist like gathered in the in a park with um yeah. all wearing like matching uniforms like prime school uniforms white polos and chinos and they were carrying tiki torches and like uh this is yeah let's not Let's not bring that to my barbecue. Is that a cringe-based life form? <laughs> um, so this is actually um, the 10th of April. Yesterday, Prince Philip died. He did. He did. Um, I'll be, I, do you know how I found out? One of my friends from the, from the US texted me. We were talking, she said, oh, Prince Philip died. And I just went, how do you know this before I did? But what time was it? Uh, do you know, uh, I'll bring up the WhatsApp. And I could tell you. Mm. Oh, mm. It was at 12, 12.09. Yeah, that was pretty, um, that was pretty soon after the, it was reported to be fair. Yeah, so I don't know how she found out before me, but yeah, so yeah, so she's the one who told me. And then obviously I saw everything on all the socials and I just thought, you know what, it's going to be an absolute storm of opinions and emotions on Twitter. So I just tried to avoid as much Prince Philip talk as I can, because the last thing I want to be doing is getting involved in there was a versus righties having re-offs War. in the comments section. I just there was a cabinet thread and it got um, shut down. The yeah, I, I saw 167 comments. I think I saw da 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 thingy closed. And do, do you know? And right, do you know what? And rightly so, just because when when it's something like that. You're going to get like the edgy lefties that are just like, oh, I'm glad, I'm so glad he's dead. And then you're going to get like the right wing bootlickers that are just like, oh, we've lost our national treasure. Like, please, like, yes, the man was 99. I don't know what you expected. Okay. There is only so much adrenochrome he can take in before he just takes, you know, bites the pillow. So I, I didn't bother reading. 
this is uh <laughs> this is all um audio formatted so uh i'm trying to convey to the audience that i'm leaving that on scene <laughs> hope you're going to behave in this episode i am I'm trying really hard not to swear. Or do conspiracies, please. Oh, come on. Conspiracies are fun. Do you not want uh, Alex Jones-esque-ness on this? Now, uh, well, at one point I will talk to somebody who does biology about the the frog, you know, when he was like, they're turning the frogscape, because that turned out to be a real thing, and that was actually really dark. Like a genuine biology... um, thing mm. about um frogs like losing their um reproductive capacity and changing sexuality and stuff um but yeah as a whole um although i do like joe rogan this is should be quite a quite a, should be quite a plain sailing podcast until probably episode 20 or 30 or you know we'll just do like loads of like free speech and stuff and then eventually i'll get into spicy stuff but Ooh, spicy, spicy, spicy. okay all no, right I'll turn it down conspiracies. i mean i like jfk jfk's fun and aliens aliens i, I don't know fermi paradox always kind of intrigues me what I, I haven't made my mind up on it and so i kind of have you seen Arrival, the film? Uh, yes. I watched that last night for the first time. I thought that was quite good. It was good, I think. It's the type of thing where if you're not paying attention, you're not going to get it. It's, you can't, it's the type of film you can't switch off for. There are some films you can just you can sit down and you can like scroll through whatever media you want to, uh, whatever, it, whatever you want it to be. But Arrival, you have to watch it because all, all like the time jumping... And whatnot, mm. you just have to you have to be paying attention because then you'll get to the end and you'll be like, What's this? And you're like, Oh, this film's bad because I don't understand. No, you just weren't paying attention. Have you're you seen there's another film that came out in 2014? It's called Edge of Tomorrow. It's got Tom Cruise in it. Oh, that's a good film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edge of Tomorrow was a good one. I'm quite gutted that um that didn't really do very well. Um, it used to be called something else. It used to be called Live, Die, Repeat, didn't it? And then they had to change yeah. its name after it came out because it didn't do very well. Um, yeah, I think it didn't... I don't you know, I don't actually know why it didn't do very well. But then again, a lot of Tom Cruise films that aren't Mission Impossible just don't tend to do very well. I mean, um, what was it? So there was Edge of Tomorrow and then there was... An, um, Oh, Oblivion, that's the one. Yeah, I didn't bother with that. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a fun little film. Nothing nothing too I, serious. Not I, a little bit of sci-fi. I kind of knew what was going to happen. Yeah, I watched uh, Collateral last night. That was another Tom Cruise film. That was pretty good. Um... 
so what do you want to dive into shall we do we've touched on cooking a little bit mm -hmm. uh, and hopefully people will check out your insta because you do like you do like to grill um should we do teaching yeah go on and let's 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 go on to teaching let's let's do that and then wrap up with um eastern europe stuff oh yeah the slavs Slavs. Squatting Slavs. I had uh, it on my old Facebook account. I had a uh, album which was just dedicated to me uh, Slav squatting in just places on top of cars at gigs, just and just random random places. Um, but then that account got zucked, so I just thought, okay, let's make a new one. But anyway, that's the story for another day. Teaching hit me, hit me with the questions. Uh, primary school, primary school, yeah. Um, ages I, I teach predominantly ages eight to 11. Is that key stage? Um, is it still called key stage two? Yeah, key stage two. I don't think it's gonna change. Um, is there like a low key rivalry between the key stage one and key stage two teachers? Um, <laughs> okay, so if if anyone from work is listening to this, because I am going to send it out to everyone, <laughs> um, yes and no. So because our school is spread across two sites, and so we've with the lower school, which is Key Stage One, and then the upper school, which is Key Stage Two, um, and it's not even like we're next door. Um, it's it's a couple of minutes of a, it's a couple of minute drive away, um, so we're quite detached from one another in that sort of sense. And as someone who's worked across both sites for a number of years, so a couple of sites here, couple sorry, a couple of years here, a couple of years there, the dynamics are very very different. And I wouldn't say there's so much of a rivalry. I would just say people do things very differently, and it's more of just a misunderstanding. So something, so the way you might uh, do uh, something at the Key Stage 1 site will be very different to how you might do it at the Key Stage 2 site. And people think, oh, why do they do it like that? But really, it's just, they're just two separate buildings. You don't interact, we don't interact with them often enough. And so sometimes it feels, people feel like there's a rivalry, but there really isn't. Like The younger stuff more, I guess, children are sillier, aren't they? When they're like six, I mean, you can. I wouldn't necessarily say sillier. They're just not mature. Not to say that they're immature, but they just haven't matured yet. And so, you know, a six-year-old is more likely to laugh at you saying "poo-poo" than you know a ten-year-old. But that's just because a six-year-old find finds the idea of a you know a poo hilarious. But a ten-year-old's going to go. Ugh, that's a poo. Don't want to talk about that. Yeah, fair. It's, um, it's, it's, it's interesting, though, because obviously myself, having worked with literally all ages, so I've probably worked in every single year group, so that's um, reception to year six. So ages four to about 11, you see just how big the differences are 
in like a child's development as they go on and then you can and like some children that I work with as well you can also tell who's their class teacher or if they have like a sibling because they'll um like do or say certain things that like their older sibling or younger sibling might do as well which is also quite interesting to see which you don't these aren't things that you really think about is it like because children's minds are still developing like from from scratch basically Mm -hmm. is there a fine balance between like pushing them too quickly and too slowly i think there's um there is a real big problem with trying to push with trying to push children too quickly um especially in in the sort of field that i work in like with with the older children um in um in berkshire where i live um they still do the 11 plus which i just think is some is just some archaic relic of the past that just needs to be completely done away with oh go off because you do the same curriculum you'll do exactly the same gcses you'll do the same sats papers as somebody that goes to a regular school or a comp or a comprehensive grad, you know, oh, but I want to go to a, my parents will be to go to a grammar school. Can your can your parents tell me what the difference is between a grammar school and a state state comp? Um, other than the fact that you need to have a certain grade to get in. What's well, prestige? It, well, it's yeah, it's just prestige. It's just it's just trying to amplify some form of classism amongst the plebs. Basically, it's. Oh, we live in the same postcode that my child went to a grammar school. Yeah, but so what if you know your child has no social skills? That's great, but your child can't make friends. Fantastic. You've pushed it, you've tutored your child to the point where they don't go out and interact with their friends. So they think it's, you know, acceptable to call everyone an idiot because they well, don't uh, know. That, what were you <laughs> angry? What were you saying before? Um Grammar school rant. Um, yeah, so yeah, you can push your children, I think, too quickly. Um, then again, but then again, also everybody kind of develops at a different pace and everyone learns at a different pace. And so you can also push them too slowly because you think they might not be understanding it, but they just understand it in a, you know, don't understand it in a different way. So I know children who aren't, greater let's say like maths um in terms of like they can't apply it so if they were to look at let's say a two-step multiplication question um they would they would struggle but if you were to just break it down they would just instantly be able to recognize numbers but that's because they've been trained to just be able to go four times four is 16 and just without even thinking but then if you do four times four you know four times four plus something they'll just be like uh so there are there are there are, di- there are, there are different methods so what are like, children see i'm sounding so old now what are children like these days they are you know like the culturally meme that you see kind of out everywhere like the Fortnite dancing and yeah, hair. Yeah, that's that's that is that is literally it. That's that's literally it. Um, I was so we're on half term at the moment, but just before we broke up, I can't remember what it was. 
I think we might have been, um, I might have been teaching an IT lesson and I explained something and I went, okay, well, you know, seeing as it's the last, um, it's our last lesson before half term, I'm going to give you the last 20 minutes of some free time. And this kid literally said, ah, oh, poggers. And I just went, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I just, I, I broke down. Sometimes they, I, they cut because they, you know they see it all like on YouTube and like Twitch or whatever they watch, and they they just take that in. So the general, you know, I'm already two generations above. They take everything in from the Zoomers, and it's it can be quite worrying sometimes. Ah, oh, did you see this thing on TikTok? I'm twenty six. I do not have TikTok. Why are you asking me this? Didn't I get you to um get a child to say based? Um, I think that happened, didn't it? <laughs> I, I may or may not have um, started using based and I, uh, ironically and um, a child that may or may not exist may or may not have started using based as well. Based and primary school pilled. <laughs> My lawyer says I'm legally not allowed to say anymore. It's not naughty though. It's not a bad word. No, it just means like, oh, that's cool or that's just good. Like that's yeah. that, that, that's all it is. I've I've heard children say worse. You know. Oh. Yeah. We won't. When, we won't get into that. We won't get into that. Uh, when? How old are you? Twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah. You're a dinosaur. I'm not a dinosaur. I'm twenty five in two months. You, we're basically the same age. Yeah, I know. Um, when we were in primary school, it was like Pokemon, a little bit of Digimon, uh, Yu Gi Oh, quite quite a lot of Yu Gi Oh. Yeah, Um, I never, I never got into Yu Gi Oh. Yu Gi Oh is not big now, but Pokemon, Pokemon is still massive, 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 massive. Not Pokemon cards though. Yeah, no, they still, they they love Pokemon cards. Honestly, no way. They love. We had to reiterate the other day, um, the other week or other. You're not allowed to bring in Pokemon cards, and they went out. Oh. Did you ever have um, top trumps? Um, I do you know what I did? Yeah, I had a I had a few boxes. They're not they're not they're not as big anymore now, are they? No, not as big anymore. Yu Gi Oh is not as big anymore. I remember Beyblade was was sick when we were. There was nothing you could because, like in Beyblade, the TV show, some dude with crazy anime hair would have like a dragon. And then the yeah. other guy would have like a blue dragon or a bear or something, and they would like beat the stuffing out of each other. Mm. But when we did it in the school playground, there was nothing you could do unless you either got a, like a baking bowl and mm. like forced them to smash into each other really like frequently. Yeah. Or on a school playground, there was a bit where you know like the concrete dipped and there was a, always a big puddle in autumn, yeah. and you would spin it in the puddle and just like the puddle would go everywhere and go over. We, um, when it first came out we actually had like some of the older kids so I remember I must have been like year two or year three and some of the older kids would like bring in like the Beyblade like battle arenas like the, the plastic like the really cheap plastic um, mold ones and they would just bring them in and and that was fine we never had any problems and they, they weren't even banned like we just continued mm. they banned football in the in the playground before they banned Beyblade, can you imagine? And football, and football. 
what sort of a uh, dictatorship primary school did you go to? Uh, one in Hanwell. So if you know um, if you know West London or Ealing, well, you might know of Oakland Primary School. Big shout to my first primary school. That was the one that I went to as I was starting to learn English because I'm not a not an English native, believe it or not. And yeah, they banned. Um, Ooh, they banned go Oakland. home. <laughs> this is our country. We are, yeah, we'll, we'll come to Polish stuff in a bit because I think that'd be fun. Um, so was there a lot of people in the primary school who did who were like English wasn't their first language or? Uh, at that time, no, because it was it was like very very early two thousands. So I was probably one of the very few like Polacks. Um, I can say that you can't. Um, uh, like there were like um, like other people, so there, there would have been because it was like Ealing. There was like a large like Asian community. Um, uh, we were starting to get quite a few more like Somalians, but I think I was one of the very first Polskis in. I don't even know. I don't even know the word that you is that like really offensive. Oh yeah, <laughs> if, if, if it, it, well, it depends how you use it. I wouldn't say it's offensive. I don't mind. I don't care. But some like Polish people would say that's offensive. Oh yeah, some definitely. Some people would just say, "Yeah, no, you can't call people Polacks." I'm like, oh, well, F off. So, what are you gonna do? Hmm. Got the P word pass. Yeah. Yeah. I'll print you one off. I'll um. I'll send it to you as an NFT. Don't worry. Thank you, King. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder how people in primary schools and secondary schools. I would say that I dread to think what children listen to in primary school. Like, but then when we were children, music was equally rubbish. I don't actually remember really being into music when I was sort of like the age of the children that I work with. I know nowadays they'll just listen to whatever's on TikTok, and yeah. because like I'm on my phone a lot I really need to cut it like cut it out I know like all of the TikTok songs da, 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 da. and so I know that we especially like with the team that I work with we know what some of the lyrics entail and so we have to just go you can't be singing that why not do you know what Come it means on. no well then it's just not appropriate for you to sing um but because so, I so I actually have TikTok mm-hmm. and I probably there's like Cardi B, uh, those sorts of songs. Is a song because in primary school, like there were R and B songs. Mm. I'm wondering whether or not to do an impression of the song because I don't know who it's by. Let me go and I take Google it first, just so you don't embarrass yourself too much. Yeah, I don't want to sing it. You don't want to get caught lacking on your own podcast. <laughs> it's literally called, you know, <laughs> the name of the song is like the lyrics. Two came out 2002. Here we, we're oh. going to go. This Is it Bump and Grind? No, I'm thinking of My Neck, My Back, that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yes. I could be one of the backing singers for that. Yes. Does Absolute it? Banger. 
does it matter because like girls were seeing that in my primary school and not know what it was about does it matter if children sing something that's inappropriate to each other when they're yeah but they don't they don't really like it's not like they're it's not like if you watch the music video and the music video is adult stuff and then they try and imitate the dancing if you're just like saying if you're just silly at singing adult lyrics and not like absorbing in the like visual information of the like provocative dancing or whatever then that song will just pass into obscurity in a year and then like they will just go I, through adolescence I, I normally know. i think children absorb a lot more than you sort of than than a lot of people think mm. um, they think, oh, they won't understand, but actually, all it takes is them hearing a word in a song and then, you know, saying it in the supermarket, you know, while they're looking for cereal. Mum, mm. what's a p word? You know, there you go. That's it. Now, what's a what? Has got to find out where she's heard the p word from. You know, child's heard the p word from, and then explain or has to try and brush it off. So, I think, yeah. I like to think that this uh, this little kid is walking around the supermarket with their parents going, wow, look, based. <laughs> like pointing at like... Mum, seriously, cinnamon is based. <laughs> what does that even mean? What's based? That's not very poggers of you, mother. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting stuff. Um... What subject do you like teaching the most? I, I like teaching um, ICT. Um, that's kind of my my remit. Uh, I don't mind. I quite like teaching uh, history, a little bit of science, but like physics. Um, physics? Not so much biology. Um, Why are you teaching physics to primary school students, fam? I like basic stuff, like... Like if you drop an apple? Like, yeah, Newton's Three Laws and stuff like that. Not Nothing too advanced. We never did uh, Newton's Three Laws in my primary school. It's because your school wasn't based, was it? It wasn't based. We didn't really do IT. We actually had, like, a specific IT building built. Mm-hmm. Because, like, computers was, like, pretty new. Mm, yeah. Uh, I remember we did do computing in, in my primary school. I remember, especially in my first one. I remember getting into trouble for smacking this this massive uh, is it C, is it is were they the CI CRB monitors? Mm. Yeah, for, for smacking it on the sides to just get it to work again because it was like glitching out. So I gave I just gave it a little love tap. I just went, and the teacher caught me and was like, "You're abusing school property." And I went, and there's me like this little fresh little Polak just off the boat like a year ago trying to explain to her like, but I fixed it. And so I missed out 20 minutes of, of Bob the Builder time on the computer because I fixed it. So did you, if you don't mind me asking, did your parents speak English at the time? Um, like a little bit. Um, they were quite they were quite young. They were quite young when we came over. So, and I spoke probably even less. Um, the way I learned was just because I went to school and I simply wasn't allowed. I, I, there was just no opportunity to not learn English, you you simply had to. 
because there weren't really any of there weren't really any of the Polish teachers. So I had to learn. I had to learn how to read in English. I would watch English TV, listen to English music, you know, when I did on the radio and things. I would there was just no other option. There was just no choice but to, you know, and the Polish community back then was still really, really small. So it wasn't even like you could still get Polish telly. You just, uh-huh. you just, it just wasn't a thing. There's something that I've seen on a couple of TikToks, like about Polish shops off licenses. There's like this kind of, I don't know what it is. It's on like the, it hangs on like the end section of, you know, like when you walk down the different sections. Mm-hmm. It hangs on the end with like savory stuff. They kind okay. of look like meaty strips. There's like something in particular that like is meant to be just really good. Uh, I think I I think you might be talking about cabanos, which is like um like dried sausage. Is it like red yeah. and brown, like little strips of? A... Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like a reddish brown, quite thin. Oh yes, very very good. Hungry boy, have you had lunch? Um, I had quite a late breakfast. I had my leftover Lebanese, so. Ooh. Yeah. Should we dip into um, Polish stuff now? Polsky culture, absolutely. The perfect segue. Perfect segue. Is it a f- is it quite a foodie based culture? Do you know what? No. Not really. However, beer. A lot of social things will be. Do you know what? Maybe no. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm actually wrong. But when you go, let's say, if even if you go to like a house party, there is going to be food. Like over here, like uh, in England, you go to a house party, you'll be lucky if somebody orders a pizza. You have to eat beforehand. But you go to a Polish party, there will be food. There will be table of meats, cheeses, breads, deviled eggs, salads, um, spreads, dips, any any condiments, anything you can think of, it'll be on that table. Mm. Because the way that like the way that we like do drinks and things is we do it with dinner. So we don't, you know, we'll have a couple of you know frozen one can't freeze it but ice cold bottles of vodka on the table and you just and you just take shots of vodka whilst eating and so before you know it you've gone through you know nearly a whole bottle of vodka more maybe two with the with the group of you but you're fine because like you're eating you've got like tomatoes and cheese and bread and you just constantly it's um it's massive yeah it is quite a quite a foodie social thing um, I've already had lunch, but I'm feeling quite hungry. But I just start like, thinking about food. Mm. I want to try. Is it compote? Yeah, ah, oh, compotes. Compotes are very good. They're, they're just, basically like boiled fruit with a bit of sugar. Tastes great. Usually strawberry, or can you do it with like orange? Uh, I wouldn't do it with orange. You usually with berries, so raspberries, blueberries, um. Strawberries, obviously. Um, some people like to use cherries. Very good. Um, I I always prefer it cold, but you can you can have it hot, especially in the winter. Very very good. 
Um, I know in like a lot of the other Slavic countries, they'll have it thicker, so they'll put corn flour into it to make it a little bit thicker. Um, that's always quite nice. So it's almost like a like a dessert type thing. Mm. Um. So before the episode started, we were talking about. Because obviously, like Poland wasn't exactly um, asleep during World War Two. No, but I'm, I'm not really as interested in doing that in this episode because, I mean, I mean, basically, like if you don't know about that, like, yeah, you should just literally like, what are you doing? You should probably just do your GCSEs. Um, it's like very like. I mean, we're basically the cause of World War Two. So, yeah, boo. Yeah. Um, Anglo. F left on scene. <laughs> it's dreadful, isn't it? Um, but obviously, Polish history isn't like a hundred years old. Um, no, it spans almost a thousand years, maybe, maybe more. Yeah, well, written Polish history is probably a thousand years, right? Yeah, yeah. Do we know? My, I I sent you a TikTok actually. I think it was almost a year ago about nice Polish. I think they were girls' names, which are now basically extinct. Yeah, like old, like old Slavic names. So I was I was doing a lot of like not a lot, but I was kind of like digging into like old like old Slavic paganism and old Slavic names, Slavic culture, and um. So like Indo, like obviously, so the so the Polish language, like the Czech and Slovakian, all come obviously from Slavic, uh, which comes from like um, Proto-Slavic, which comes from like Indo-Proto-Slavic. So that's where Indo-European. Yeah, yeah, the Indo-European, and then it like kind of transitioned away, and then the Slavs kind of formed around sort of like the Ukrainian sort of area, and then we kind of expanded out. Is that the Kievan Rus? Yeah, so um, quite a few of the uh, like the, the big like the big Slavic countries have like a legend of how uh, the nations or even like not necessarily the late nations but like the lands were formed. So, for example, um, the Polish one tells of uh, three three brothers or kings who were traveling with their people and they decided to like split off and one. One went east, one went north, and one went like I don't know, some other, some other different direction. And that's how, and where they settled is where they decided to form. And the uh, the story of how the Polish flag forms when one of the brothers, um, he like prayed to one of like the Slavic, uh, one of like the Slavic gods, um, the pagan gods back then to kind of like help them find somewhere to settle. And eventually, uh, at uh, sunrise, he saw an eagle perched atop of um, a, a tree branch with its with its uh, wings spread. And so that's how the story is of how the Poland flag was formed. Um, the the white clouds and the red the red sun and the eagle and yeah. And uh, I know the Russians tell of I think they only have two brothers in theirs, and I think the Czechs have either. Well, two or three, but I, I can't remember exactly. 
if you go back far enough, then in the history of different Slavic countries, you then get to like a pan-Slavic point. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, most Slavs you can probably boil down to, you know, a few hundred people um, before, um, probably before Genghis Khan. But I don't even think Genghis Khan actually even made it to where we were. He did. He did. Okay, my bad. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, that's right. He made it to like, um, uh, like the Balkans sort of area. Poland has moved, hasn't it? Has Poland moved quite a lot? It's moved quite a lot. So it used to go from the Baltic to the Black Sea. Like we, it used to be a very, very large, very, very large country. Thick. Well, I, I should say, yeah, thick boy. Um, I should say it was the Commonwealth of Poland and Lithuania. Um, yeah. It wasn't just Poland, I think, because Poland was the bigger country, but actually it was Poland and Lithuania. Strange, because we don't even have similar languages, but um, but whatever, you know, that's a different story. Um, and yeah, just over time, um, corruption amongst, like, the parliament and things like that. Just nobles. To, yeah, nobles, outside influence just led to, you know, smaller borders and eventually just getting... Um, Partitioned multiple times, which is you know. Right. Have there been? There's been capitals other than Warsaw, right? Yeah. So Krakow used to be one of the capitals. Um, another. You know what? I couldn't. I've heard that Krakow is really nice to visit. Uh, it is. It actually really, really is. Um, it has like a dance music scene, right? Pardon. It has a dance music scene, I think. I wouldn't really know. I would I would assume so, because I think it's quite a big university sort of city. Um, uh, like cities like Wrocław, Katowice and Krakow are definitely like very um, student orientated because their universities are hundreds and hundreds of years old. Um, but Krakow, yeah, Krakow is great to visit because it's not too big. So you don't feel like you have to be there for ages and ages. You can probably do it in a long weekend. Um, you can go see the salt mines. You can go out to Auschwitz if that's your thing. Um, if you go for a little bit longer, you can just travel down south to Zakopane, go up into the mountains in the winter. It's cold, so you can have a you can have a bad time if you can't handle the cold very well. But the food is always good. The town square, largest in Europe, um, great place to visit. But it is. It's, it's a bit tourist trappy, isn't it? Like all, like there's a lot of like old ladies in tower blocks, people watching, right? Oh yeah, like the grandmas and stuff. You don't, you won't, you won't encounter that unless you go out there, unless you go out to the suburbs and the neighbourhoods, and, and you actually see it. You just, you just won't because you're, you know, you're a tourist. You have no business. You don't need to be in those areas. I want to see the authentic authentic um grandma watching experience mm, yeah with the authentic grandma watching experience yeah they just they just sit there and they just watch just all day they seem all quite day. grumpy pardon they seem quite grumpy well you know um when your children go to a different country and leave you behind yeah probably will be and the life as you know it has completely utterly changed because Poland is not the same 
now as it was 10 years ago. Um, I think I've been a couple of times in the last few years, but then the, I'd say one of my biggest gaps between going was nearly 10 years. I, okay, maybe not actually. Um, I think the largest gap was about six or seven years. And in that six or seven years, it changed just a ridiculous amount. It's probably unrecognisable to... It was unrecognisable when, when, when I went. I just Is there didn't... like more like corporate brands, like Western High Street stuff? Do you know what? I think other than like your standard McDonald's, KFC, Starbucks, the occasional Burger King, um, a lot of it tends to be quite like European as opposed to like uh, um, American. Um, I know we have we have like Costa and we have Cafe Nero, but they're British brands. Um, but then we also, um, but then we also have like a lot of clothing brands that are just European. You just won't get them in in the states or over here in the UK. But it's it's just expanded so so quickly. Um, I remember one of the last times I went back to my hometown. You'd have to travel to like the state capital to get a McDonald's, but now there's one right in the shopping mall right next to like the traditional one of the markets and it's a vast improvement it's actually an improvement when a mcdonald's comes into your town because there's like no decent places to get there are no decent places to get burgers there none hmm. that's 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 saying something and also you go anywhere and it is spotless like genuinely it's just so clean you go to any shopping center it is absolutely spotless and like Wi-Fi is always free. Everything is always so much cheaper. It's great. I highly recommend visiting. Would you go put some of that? Go clothes shopping. Would you put some of that down to the EU? Oh, 100%. Yeah, no, definitely. 100%. A lot of it's down. A lot of it's down to the EU. Um, thankfully, though, I don't think we're going to be changing to the euro anytime soon. Um, just because it's not. It's just not worth it for us. It's just you know back home well back in I, I can't I'm, I can't really call Poland home I don't really remember enough of it to call it that but it's just not worth changing over to the euro it just isn't on the census was there something that's what did it say like white Polish do you know what I didn't actually have a look at it I mine was filled out for me I didn't actually have a look you could put on Tinder, you could say, like, why other? <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. I know it really shouldn't, but it kind of, like, it's a small, small irritation that even now, being one of, like, the largest ethnic minority groups in the UK, I still have to put white other. And I'm like, I'm Polish. Like, you can go to any part of, any part on this island and I will find a Polish shop or Polish goods. Mm. I shouldn't be having to put white other. Just put Polak, please. Mm. I think it is also quite interesting when people go, when people kind of like see my surname and they're like, oh, what? I'm like, yeah. So how do you pronounce your... Bogoszewski. 
Boguszewski. Boguszewski. Um, I, I always laugh whenever like the ne- like name mispronunciation argument comes up on socials because you know it's microaggressions. I'm like, have you met a Polish person? Have you have you actually met Grzegorz Bundeszczykiewicz? No, you haven't. Okay. Your name being strange to pronounce isn't that deep. Okay, when mm. you can't pronounce my granddad's name. But whatever, you know, what do I know? Oh, beef. I was watching I mean, something about um, the Falklands War. Uh, I don't really know enough about the Falklands, to be honest. Um, but the, so the British soldiers came up with, you know, like call signs. Yeah. Like you've, it's like a password thing, right? Yeah, yeah. They came up with words... Uh, what letter can't Spanish people, Spanish speakers pronounce? Is it J or L? I think it's L. Yeah, I think it's an L because, like, because I love me paella, mate. It's, it's not paella, it's paella. <laughs> Say that again, paella. <laughs> it's, not, it's not paella, mate, it's paella. I might have to... Uh... Come up with a, a Spanish nickname for you in Messenger. <laughs> um, but anyway, the the word, the code words that they had to refer to each other were all words that Spanish people can pronounce, <laughs> which is quite a good idea. RGs on watch. Coping RGs. Cope, cope, cope. Quite a lot of Argentinian people are basically white. Well, one of my work friends has had a, um, he's moved out now, had an Argentinian uh, housemate. And so uh, when we used to go over, there would be a lot of digging into him. But I would just look at them. I go, you're, you're white. And I'm like, so tell me more about your granddad. And um, what's with the uh, ask him what's with the high with the high boots? Oh dear! And the funny hat. He goes, "No, my granddad isn't German." I'm like, I know. And he goes, uh, "But I think somebody else in my family's is German." I'm like, well, of course. Um, Argentinian Nazi gold. Um. We've done quite well so far, haven't we? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. I had... um, I had thought... We're approaching the end of the episode. I had thought that before the episode we could briefly talk about the right to bear arms. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, It's more political than our other topics so far, I would say. It is more political. Now, for those of you that know me... um, you know that I do I enjoy firearms, I enjoy looking at them, I enjoy my Nerf gun, okay, I have uh, a water a, pistol a, pardon? water pistol do you know what, I'm just going to show you, I don't know if you've ever played Halo, but I have a, a Nerf Halo uh, MA37 right here, that's quite neaty, it, it is quite neaty but I love it, I paid a lot of money for it, how much? more than you should have 
It's like 50 quid. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the right to bear arms. Okay. Um, in this country, there is a very, very different... When, when we think of the right to bear arms, a lot of people think America. They think, they think mass shootings. They think rednecks. Um, what they don't think is Canada or Switzerland. Canada has a higher gun owner percentages and percentership than the US, okay? Mm. Granted, they have more restrictions, okay? Um, but they have a higher, they have a higher percentage of gun ownership, just more, more people own firearms. And we don't, they don't have those problems um, because it's, it's a cultural thing. It's never been about the firearms. It's always been about the culture behind it. American culture is built on dissent. The country was created by violent revolution. And so inherently, its peoples are going to be influenced by the idea of being anti-tyrannical and having the right to defend themselves from said tyranny, whether that be the British or, you know, some other power. The Canadians and the Swiss, we don't have that problem. They, they, we, they, they don't have that problem. Canada was founded when... Some British loyalists went, um, we kind of like being British, so we're going to go make the country up upstairs. Anyway, bye. I like the image of Canada being upstairs. Yeah, it is. It's, 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 the, it's the polite neighbour upstairs that will um, remind you to take the rubbish out every now and then. Um, but what people don't... Obviously, Poland had, was a dictatorship when it was communist Mm. I think people in the western world don't always appreciate there's like there's this sort of nice comfiness to being in the west where it's like you just vote out your government yeah and your government will never really push I mean, not to go on a COVID rant because I try not to do COVID rants on this podcast, but uh, Western governments don't really push against people's like civil liberties traditionally. No, no, they don't. I I think that's kind of one thing that, especially like in the Eastern Bloc, we can kind of appreciate. We go, actually, we know what it's like to have our nation be a battleground. Our entire continent was a battleground for a very, 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 very long, long time. And then afterwards, we, you know, we were ruled by, you know, well, ruled, ruled, watched over by the Soviets and had no, you know, no liberties. Um, my, you know, my parents, um, you know, and, and, and their parents grew up in times where you had to like queue up for bread. Mm. Um, that's just how it was and so when eventually they did get that you know that freedom to then go and like start making money and start expanding and you know having your own car which was something that a lot of people would just never be able to do you know i think definitely is it death of a salesman um yeah that was supposed to be like some soviet film highlighting how uh, you know american capitalism is like this horrible horrible thing but all the people who watched it in Europe were like, how come even the poorest Americans have a car and we don't? Mm. Like, poverty in Europe was bad. It was really, really bad. Like, there, I mean, I grew up in a, 
in a part of uh, the town where there wasn't running water or like a sewer system because it was just completely utterly overlooked. It's all, you know, it's all closed down now because we're all, you know, enlightened Europeans now, Central Europeans. But Westerners have always had it a little bit easier and I think they take, they do take that for granted. So we need to make this explicitly clear for the audience because like the the imagery of the school shooter is or like the massacre guy is like so you know like emotionally intense mm. especially for like liberal girls that they what it's kind of like trying to take your car over a steep hill what we're saying is that you can have guns for civilians in a society to protect democracy because mm. like they, they will just fail to it's like if you've got a gun you're just going to like kill your neighbor they can't really understand the fact that the government might be malicious enough to like to be the bad guy and you just like can't vote yeah so i, I, I mean think, i think people do struggle to realize that the government isn't benevolent it's not always going to be a positive force it, it just simply isn't we have to remember that we are the taxpayer we are the people who effectively decide what, what goes mm. not what the people in charge now i'm not saying that i want super duper lax laws like the u.s because we have a very different culture we don't we don't, we don't think that would be good if like go out and like you know shoot feral hogs out of a helicopter we just we just don't have the space for it okay and I don't think like we should put uh, roadmen anywhere near guns. Um, I mean, crim- convicted criminals, probably not violent criminals, no. But like, if you sold some weed, I don't really have a problem with you carrying a piece. But you know, if you beat your wife, you know, or your husband, no. Yeah, but this would be this would be before them being an offender, obviously. Yeah, but then you get into like uh, minority just... report. You have to predict future crimes. I think it's a bit. No, I'm not talking about that at all, Dan. I mean, it's 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 just a cultural thing. I know that if I had a firearm, I wouldn't use it on anyone. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just saying that people in um, cities is slightly different to people in the countryside having guns. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, oh, obviously, a hundred percent. Like you know, a gun owner in the countryside is going to use it to you know have to maybe cull some invasive species or take out you know a, a poorly horse every now and then poorly horse <laughs> i'm trying to find a um a film really quickly i watched it on netflix i think it's polish it's like an arty film probably so like the film is it's called like in the something cinema and it's like set during the late 1980s and um the actors like in the film that in on, on the cinema screen basically like rebel against the film that they're in okay very strange yeah it's very strange it's quite trippy but um 
I've had this before where I can't think of something on the podcast, and I'm never sure like whether to at the start of the next episode to like say what it was when I've researched it, or I think what I'll do is when I like make a Twitter page and a Facebook page just for my podcast, I will like put underneath when I share the episodes and say like this is a correction or this yeah. um quotations, yeah. Uh, notable films, list of Polish films. Oh God, there's loads of, oh, you know how useless Wikipedia is where I started on cinema of Poland and then I went to list of Polish films. And then when you click on 1990s, it then says like, it then has a hyperlink to list of Polish films. It's like hyperlink after hyperlink without actually getting anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, bingo. Escape from the Liberty Cinema. Oh. It's a very trippy absurd sort of like surrealist film. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can see this. Okay. I, I can't say I've seen it. It's quite niche, quite arty. Very niche, yeah. A lot of Polish cinema, well, yeah, a lot of Polish cinema that I kind of grew up watching was always, I always found it a little bit strange. Do you know about Spanish cinema? They do like loads of horror films. Uh, no, I can't say. Should we, should we call that a wrap? I'd say I'd say we can call it a fajita. Absolutely. Yum. Yeah. That was uh, episode eight. I'm progressing. We've done um, done some good stuff. We've done food. We've done uh, schools, Poland, uh, Slavic stuff, mm-hmm. shooting people. Well, not shooting people. Not shooting people. Shooting hogs. 30 to 50 feral hogs. It's uh, it's been good to have you on to talk about Poland and food. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'll have to uh, scrape my way onto some more podcasts with other people eventually. Expand my horizons. Is this your first one? This is my first one. Thank you for being on. That's right. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs>